Well, hey, you're listening to Crossroads Connection, a show where we talk about life, ministry, and culture. And let me say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. And I'm joined by Jamie Buford, one of our show producers. How are you, Jamie? Hey, Tyler. I'm good. How are you? And we've obviously got our host, Andy George. How are you, Andy? I am doing fantastic, and I am so excited about today's show. And I'm grateful that you're here, Tyler, and you, Jamie. I hope you're both doing well. And what I'm excited about today is not only are we going to be talking about transformation and what that means and looks like, but we also have an incredible guest. Nikki Spear is here. Yeah. How are you doing, Nikki? I'm doing awesome. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are excited yeah. to talk to you and about your ministry and what you're doing, your organization. And it's going to be great. We're going to be interviewed towards the end, but you're here with us now. So feel free to jump in and have a good time with us all throughout the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to interview Nikki later, but... First, Andy, we have a little clip from your sermon this past week. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So for us here at Crossroads Fellowship, starting January 1st, all through the year 2020, we have themed out this year as a year of transformation, which I'm very excited about. It. I, I think I love the word transformation and what that means and how that plays out, not only in our church, but how areas in my life where I need to be transformed, mm-hmm. where our family, our community. And I love that we at Crossroads Fellowship, part of our DNA is to see the triangle and the world transformed. And we started thinking about what does that look like and how does that play out? And the Lord just really kept bringing us back to scripture. And one of the greatest ways that we can be transformed is literally through the word of God. So we're taking our entire church through the Bible in a year. Uh, I'm not sure if either one of you have ever done that. I'm one of the people that have done it and tried it and then stopped after a few weeks. And so I'm excited. (laughs) that for Yeah. I mean, usually when I ask people, how many people have read the Bible straight through in a year, you get a few hands. And then I say, how many people started to read the Bible? Bible for a year and stopped, and that's almost everybody else. Yeah. And so, uh, Nikki, have you ever done that? Gone from Genesis all the way through in one no, year? No, no. I'm, I'm in the crowd that yeah. like, started. Yep. Yep. Started. Yeah. 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 Tyler, did you Multiple ever, have you ever done it? Uh, not in a full year. No, I've started and then I've stopped. Yeah. Jamie, have you ever done it? it? But not yeah, but no, but I've sh- tried multiple times like yeah. starting and and I'm very excited about it. So that's what I'm excited about. In fact, if you're listening right now, if you want information about it, you can go to crossroads.org slash 2020. And you'll find the Bible reading plan. You'll find a link to the app. You'll find a bunch of other tools that you can do. So if you haven't done it, feel free to jump in with us. But yes, we do have a clip from this past Sunday because what's happening, which I love as a pastor, is every Sunday I'm preaching out of what we just read that week. So the whole church is reading all these chapters during the week, and then I'm preaching on Sunday a part of what we just read. And it's really, really neat to see Mm -hmm. what happens. But this is a quick clip from this past Sunday, and then we're going to talk about it. See, what they did here is they sang the song, and this is powerful, they sang this song when their salvation was real to them. They weren't singing before, they weren't singing in the middle of the sea, they weren't singing running away from Pharaoh, but whatever, they were singing at the end of it when their salvation was real. When they realized that God fully had saved them, and they sang it when the power and the presence of God became real to them. See, there's something in our soul, there's a mood of our soul, as Morgan states it, that can only be expressed in poetry and in music. There's a mood in our soul and our heart. And what you're going to hear this morning, woven through this whole message, in fact, what we're going to end with is simply this question. What is your song? What is the song of your soul and of your heart? What is the song that, that, just, that just emanates out of you? Do you ever get a song stuck in your head and it's there all day long? You ever get a tune stuck in your head and you can't just get it out of your head? What is it? What's the song that's in your heart and soul that you just can't shake. And my hope and my prayer is by the end of this morning, it's a song 
of salvation and deliverance, that they sang a song knowing that they were just saved and redeemed. They also sang a song that was not about them. Did you hear me? It was not about them. Can I just remind us this morning that worship is not about you? It's not. It's not about you. It's not about our personal preferences. It's not about what songs we like and we don't like. Worship is to exalt an audience of one person, and that's it. And how ironic is it, and and trust me, I've said this before, and so I know where this comes from sometimes. There's been times in in my past where I've said things like, I didn't really care for worship today. Anybody ever say that before? How ironic is it that we say that, that I said that before? It's as if God's in heaven going, oh, I didn't realize that it was for you. Just think about how ironic that sounds. I didn't like worship. Well, it's not for you. It's not for me. It's to exalt who God is. It's to lift up his name higher than any other name. Do you notice that in this song, there wasn't a word about Moses. There wasn't a word about Moses' leadership, of his ability. There wasn't a note in there about all the people that came through it and and name them by names and how good they were. It was just simply reminding people about the power and the strength and the song of God. So what would happen in our life, church, if we allowed God to truly be our strength, to be our strength in our song, the person we rely on, the one that we lean on, the one that we go to when we have no more strength, the one that we go to when we get those news and those reports and those discouraging moments, the person we go to in the middle of the night when we wake up at three o'clock with anxiousness, what would happen if we just allowed God to be strength and to be the song of our heart? The mood, I love this. You can write this little phrase down, the mood of our soul. I love the way that that's worded. What is the mood of our soul? Is it singing praises to who God is? He has become our salvation. That's what they were singing about. And what I love about what they were singing is that it recognizes something extremely important for us today. They were singing about and recognizing the reality that we cannot save ourselves. Yeah, so there you go. That's from this past Sunday. And I think I'm still hung up on that phrase, the mood of your soul. What is the song of your soul that Mm -hmm. is just emanating out from within you? And that sermon clip came out of a sermon where we were preaching from Moses' song in Exodus. And when they all crossed the Red Sea and Moses led them in this massive song of uh, apparently spontaneous song to where he'd be singing about the salvation power of God. And and I love that that thought of that that song just came out of them mm-hmm. because they realized at that moment that God did something for them they couldn't do for themselves. God rescued them and saved them. It kind of sounds familiar to us, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, truly, that Jesus did something for us that we can't do ourselves. So I guess the question then for us and what we think about is, do we have a song in our soul and in our heart that the world sees and the world hears? You know, and, mm-hmm. and what does that song look like and feel like and and how does it make people feel when they walk into a room? And how, when we walk into a room, do we change the climate of that room mm-hmm. because of just what's happening in our heart mm-hmm. and in our soul and how that's such a powerful experience? And I think uh, it's kind of funny, even as I was listening to that again, I think of all the songs that get stuck in our head. Oh my goodness, you get songs stuck in your head sometimes. Tyler, you're a worship yeah. pastor. I, I, know, I know all the time. There's always get, a song. There's yeah. always yeah. a song uh-huh. in your head, I'm always. And, uh, and just, you can't get rid of that. You can't shake it. You can't. You almost need somebody else to like sing a different song to get that song out of your head because it's just yeah. in there all the time. Uh-huh. And I just, I just can't help but think what happens if God's people get the song of God, whatever that is, right? Salvation, redemption, deliverance, power, 
And that's the song that this world sees around us. And that's really what the heart of this was. And uh, for those of you listening, even right now, I wonder right now, if we were sitting across having a cup of coffee and we were talking, and I was like, hey, what's the, what's the mood of your soul? And what's the song of your heart? I wonder what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. You know, what is it? Is it, is it fear? You know, is it anxiousness? Is it worry? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. is, it, is it about money? Uh, is it about your job or friend? Or is it truly just about the reality that, that Jesus just did something pretty amazing for me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so how would you answer this? This is a question probably that a lot of people are thinking, well, what if I don't have a song? And even do I have mm-hmm. a song? Like, do I actually have a song in my heart or do I have a song that I can sing? And, uh, and I think the answer is yes, that every person on the face of the planet can, can, if they're willing, sing the song of Jesus going to the cross for them because they can't do that themselves. Yeah. And God said he sent his son to do that for the entire world. So everybody, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, no matter how much junk you got in your life or how much baggage you have in your life or how many things you've done wrong, that if you would accept that, then you've got a song. And it might be the only song you have, but it's the best song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the best song that anybody can have. So that's what I'm excited about with Transformation. And so once again, if you're listening right now, I challenge you to think about, boy, if you had a loudspeaker or back when I was growing up, a boombox. Tyler, you didn't have a boombox. <laughs> you did not have your, I feel like they were around, but uh, I, I never had one. They were like yeah, they were kind out. of like. Mm-hmm. I, I heard about those. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nikki, did you, did you have a boombox growing up? A big old boombox? Yeah. And actually, you still have we one? still have. One. There you go. <laughs> Vintage. That? Yeah. Vintage, right? Yes. People used to walk around with this big old boombox and cassette tapes. And you sit down and you play it and, you know, you playing out there. And I wonder something like the visual is. But what if you just had that with you all the time and it was playing what was in your heart and in your soul and in your mind? I wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how awkward that would be based on our our moods. But I yeah. think I think that people can still feel that though, right? Whether it's singing, obviously we're not going around singing, but I think people can sense it and people can sense oh, yeah. that mood of the heart and that mood of the spirit. So mm-hmm. yes. so that was that was this past Sunday. So we're on to transformation. And transformation comes in a lot of different ways and shows itself in different ways. Sometimes it's within a church, sometimes it's out in the community, and sometimes it's with an organization like Nikki started. And so I'm excited to talk to you, Nikki. I'm excited to hear about what's happening and what you started and what your journey and what's going on. And right before that, we're going to take a quick break and we got a quick word from our sponsor. And so let's go and take a quick break and then we're going to interview Nikki right out of the break. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit c3advantage.net. That's c3advantage.net. All right, Nikki, we are always excited to talk to you. You are so fun. Oh, yeah. Even though you did not bring us coffee yes. today. Uh, Thank you. Yes. And I'm really sorry about that. I well, made that confession earlier. You did. And I did. apologize. That, I didn't ask you guys. There was guilt all over that, too, because we wouldn't even yes. know that. Yeah, because we would have not had we would no never, idea. Because I never said to Tyler, I'm not going to tell you guys that yeah. I did this thing. Instantly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Immediately told us. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, that's, that's, I guess that's a good quality to have. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. But we are excited that you're here. And I'm going to read just a quick bio. Uh, so you don't got to do that for yourself. And then, but I want to jump into what you're doing. So Nikki is married to Jared and you got three amazing children, Colin, Savannah, and Emma. And Colin's graduating this year. 
Yes. Which is pretty exciting. That's yes. got to be exciting. It is. Uh, your first one out of the house. Yes. How's that feel? It's 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 different. It is. Yeah. It's really a different mm-hmm. feeling, you know? Yeah. Little can be a little bit scary, but definitely an opportunity to really, really trust, yep. you know, mm. trust the Lord. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we did that with, uh, with our son three years ago. He's a junior now. So three years ago, we were where yeah. you were. And that whole process of just saying, dropping him off and leaving, going, he's not going to be home for a while. You know, it's, it's just a whole different experience. Yes. But at the same time, it's kind of neat to see them grow up and to see them do that. Yeah. So I didn't know this about you, Nikki, but you authored two books. Yes, sir. What are they called? Amazing Love is uh-huh. the first book I wrote about yeah. my unplanned pregnancy okay. with Colin. Yeah. And really, honestly, my journey of redemption. Wow. Uh, when you were talking about songs, um, I was thinking the song that I love so much is by Nicole Mullen, I believe it is, and it's Redeemer. Uh-huh. And that is something that I'm just incredibly grateful for. So that is my first book. And my second one is The Silver Lining of Cancer. Wow. And that's with... 12 other authors and we all shared our story about what you know how we found really joy and a silver lining um, with a cancer diagnosis with you know personally or Mm -hmm. with family that's pretty awesome thanks congratulations on those thank you you're also a speaker i know that you're i know that you're always out speaking and uh you you speak well thank you (laughs) (laughs) and you are a non-profit founder Yes. And if I got this correctly, you started Redefine Courage in 2016. Mm -hmm. And you started as a business, but as of October 2018, it transferred over to a nonprofit. And they gift hope boxes for free all across the United States. And we'll talk about what that is, I'm sure, uh, to women undergoing double mastectomies. And hope, all capital letters hope, I guess Mm -hmm. is how it is, is the specialty shirt that you've designed as a promise to your mother. And most of this dream unfolded right here across fellowship. That's right. So let's let's dive into this. This yes. is pretty powerful, and your 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 organization is outstanding. So just talk a little bit about that. Like, what is the mission? Kind of the vision, mission wrapped around, I guess, the why. Right, the why. Yeah. Why, why are you Why are you doing this? Yeah, the why is really um, to make women feel less alone and more beautiful. Hmm. Um. You know, I think that's what I wanted so much for my mom as she was struggling to figure out what this new body was because Mm -hmm. of so many Mm -hmm. surgeries and having breast cancer. And I just, yeah, the words just came out. I guess they say what's in your heart comes out of your mouth. And I said, I promise I'll design clothing for you. Wow. And um, yeah, that was that was actually I think I got the job here. Mm-hmm. And I told Daniel, I'll see you in a week because I need to go visit my mom. Mm. And the Lord un- really unfolded this promise yeah. um, within my heart when I visited her. And then I came back here to Crossroads and um, he just started blossoming all these different ideas and meeting all these amazing people. And um, yeah, it's incredible. So so Redefine Courage uh, is, was birthed out of your own journey with your mom. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So... So what, what, how did that morph from, okay, you're dealing with your mom and ministering to her and she's mm-hmm. ministering to you and, mm-hmm. and this is in your heart. How did it go from that to actually becoming redefined courage? Well, after um, I drew the shirt, after I made the promise and drew uh-huh. the shirt and told my husband, this is what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life, um, we started talking as a family what, 
you know, what does this look like? What does this mean? And I really honestly started praying, was asked to start join a prayer group right here uh, while I was working. Mm-hmm. And so we met for like a half an hour and we shared our dreams, our goals, our and our prayers. Mm-hmm. And it really honestly unfolded from that. And I have to tell you, Google. Okay. <laughs> explain. Like, well, explain like, that. What does that mean? Like, I, I don't know how to design clothing. Yeah. I know how to spend money and I love clothes, but like, <laughs> I don't, I have no degree. I, I, it took me three years to get a two-year degree and I think it's like associated science or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know if I took a science <laughs> class, but what I know is that God birthed this thing inside me to help my mom and then allowed it to unfold when I let other people in on what he was doing. Mm. And it was amazing to see that people really wanted to help and really wanted to know like, well, what can I do here? And well, I know this person that sews and and just started really kind of unfolding by sharing. So it started mm. with a t-shirt, a t-shirt design. Yeah. And I, just kept morphing into that and people kept coming around you. and Yeah. Absolutely. Basically, the shirt is made for, it would be for the first surgery that my mom my mom had, which is a double mastectomy, right. and you have drains, and you need to hold those drains somewhere. Normally, okay. they pin them to a surgical garment, and um, it's very uncomfortable. So I said, this um, needs to change, and women need to feel beautiful and special and loved, and um, how can I do this? How can I make this better? And just started... Yeah, Googling and drawing and searching and asking and praying. Right. So so it's not just a t-shirt. No. So so explain that a little bit more because when people probably hear you designed a shirt, they're thinking, oh, you designed a t-shirt. It's yeah. more than that. Yeah. So talk about, you mentioned a little bit of it, but talk about what exactly is that, the functionality of it and why it's so needed and important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I know it firsthand, actually, because I've, I've had a double mastectomy preventatively. So I understand what it's like to come home from the hospital mm-hmm. with surgical drains um, hanging from your body and that they pin, safety pin to a garment. And so I realized that there needed to be a holder inside of a shirt that uh, could help the women place these drains so they would no longer have safety pins and they would be able to be comfortable. And so the shirt is buttoned up. It's very hard to raise your arms after you've had this surgery. And so um, it's soft and easily washable because you're going to obviously want to um, wash it. And sometimes you can wear it up to two, three Um, four weeks, you know, sometimes all the drains don't come out at once. People can have one to six drains. Um, So it really is important to have these interior pockets to have a soft cotton material that's able to be washed and something that you can button up that you don't have to raise your arms to put on. Wow, that's fantastic. That's amazing. It's one of those things that unless you've gone through it or has been close to somebody going through it, I don't think anybody, you don't, know. you don't really know. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, that's, like nobody knows that's a problem. You hear you hear the terminology and you hear sure. about cancer, you hear about the mastectomies, you hear about it and you're like, oh wow. But you don't think at that level yeah. of what's required. So mm-hmm. so what a fantastic uh, niche there like that that you're filling, need that mm-hmm. you're filling. So talk mm-hmm. about the boxes. What are, what are the boxes? Uh, I shared that just in a quick sure. bio that that you gift hope boxes mm-hmm. for free all across the United States to women who have undergone double mastectomies. So mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about those boxes. Sure. So it really, um, really was just the shirt. And when we started a business and we were selling them and realized that we really, they were supposed to be given for free. So with that, um, as we transitioned from a business to a nonprofit, I was like, I want more 
to go in this box. Like if this was for my mom, or if this was for my sister, mm. when I opened up this package and I saw a shirt, like that's amazing. Like that definitely meets a need. But I want more. Like my mom was always about making people feel welcomed and loved and letting them know that God loved them. So how could I do that? And so when I started reaching out to businesses and asking people to partner with us, um, there were some amazing businesses like Thrive Cosmetics and Norwex um, that has body cloths for the women and then an organic tea company. They're like, hey, like, we'll help. Like, can we put this stuff in the box? And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I want all four pockets filled basically with things that can help the women. And so now it's not just a hope shirt being sent. I say that it's actually a hope box, a, a box of things. And we're starting to actually put some gift cards in them and sometimes a check. Um, we're really wanting to meet the need of the woman opening up this box and her to say, I feel really, really special. Yeah. So I'm sure you've got tons of stories from people that have been impacted by this. Is there is there one or two that really stand out that you can share with us on just uh, the impact that what you've done has made uh, in somebody's life? Yeah, I think the first one and the one that just comes right to mind actually, and that's why I said that it all started here is because there was a beautiful woman named Suzanne going through breast cancer right here at this church. And Pastor Anthony was so gracious to actually gift her a Hope Post-Op shirt the very first one. Oh, wow. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. I didn't want to get emotional. No, that's good. Um, so just that really blesses my heart to know that there was someone right here where God was unfolding this story. Um, I had already lost my mom. She actually never got to see the Hope shirt. But Pastor Anthony came alongside and said, like, I could do that. Like I could give this shirt to Suzanne who we love and who we know and goes right here to this church. And um, it actually changed her. She became a model for us and she became, you know, she never saw herself as that. And especially being a breast cancer survivor, beauty and modeling isn't always the first thing on your mind. Survival is and I think that um, just her attitude and her joy and the way she allowed God to use this story, it really was a picture of hope. And that's one of my my favorite stories. But there's so many amazing women and stories yeah. that we we get to hear personally, not always on social media, mm -hmm. but um, emails and texts personally that we get yeah. that have touched women. What a dynamic start! Uh, that had a, that had a feel so right on track with what God was leading in your heart to actually see it unfold right in front of you that here's here's this dream that was put in your heart right and it started out of your what you're going through with your mom and you personally and you, you start to design and do things and then lo and behold here's somebody right here that mm -hmm. you get to actually see firsthand that had to fuel you I mean they had a they had to spark something in you that was like okay this is something that is amazing yes. and, and so do you took it and now you're a nonprofit. yes and so how can people i guess one how can people support you and get final more information about it and contact you because i'm sure there's people listening right now that that are impacted by this mm. i mean probably almost everybody to some degree either knows somebody or is directly impacted sure. by what you're doing right by by this mm -hmm. whole thing that's happening mm -hmm. uh, so how can people contact you and before that how can they support it yeah, I think the support really is is honestly this. 
you guys inviting me here, allowing me to share what we do. I think it's in the sharing, whether that be just sharing this or sharing on social media, finding us on social media or through our website, redefinecourage.com. Those things are so amazing. And if you have opportunities for me to speak or share at your office, I love to do that. Um, there's a, a sweet kind of team building thing that we that I do when I speak in, in small settings and in businesses. And so those ways are always amazing because it it gets the story out. People are able to know women that need to be served are served. And then really donations that come in from that, people's hearts being moved. Um, it's all it's all really beautiful. Yeah. So website again is what? RedefineCourage.com. RedefineCourage.com. That's yes. the best way for people to find Absolutely. out more information, mm-hmm. how they can be part of it, yes. how they can donate, how they can mm-hmm. contact you. And But here's one more question. What's next? Yes. What's, what's next for you and redefine courage what's on the horizon anything anything that you're looking at or hoping for um my biggest dream and hope is that we would have our own space we would have our own warehouse and that we would um, hire people that would not um likely have be able to get a job anywhere else we actually have a volunteer right now that is in a wheelchair who we adore and she works for us about three hours a day contacting businesses. And so my goal and dream is that we would have our own warehouse, our own space that we could hire people and that we could invest in love and pour into other people's lives. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, this is what I love about being able to do this now is people are listening. Who knows who's listening? So yeah. if you're listening right now, you, you just heard a need of a fantastic organization for space, for warehouse, for being able to hire employees. So if you got a way to help with this, make sure you reach out and contact Nikki. And Nikki, as always, it is such a blast to chat with you. I love thank Redefine you. Courage. Love you and your family. Love what you're doing. Thank and you. Uh, thank you for giving us time today to be on this program. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Nikki, and thank you for joining and listening to our program today. Thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. And thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net.